Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let Mom's Green Thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give Mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grammar Girl here. I'm Mignon Fogarty. This week, I have a grammar limerick, a meaty middle about red idioms like red tape, and one of your kitchen table lingo stories. For March 4th, National Grammar Day, the American Copy Editors Society held a grammar limerick contest on Twitter, and I have the winner, Claire Valgurdson, reading her limerick for you. According to the American Copy Editors Society, Claire is an academic copy editor based in Toronto who's worked in almost every subject that uses APA style, from architecture to psychology to education. She also edits nonfiction manuscripts, business reports, and anything else the wonderful world of freelancing throws her way. She says she enjoys loose-leaf tea, books about unusual hobbies, and amateur versification. Her website is effective-editing.com. There were lots of great entries, but the judges said Claire impressed them with her well-metered take on the singular they. Here's Claire reading her limerick. The all-purpose he is passé, and he or she gets in the way. If a co and heesh make readers say sheesh, which leaves us the singular they. Congratulations, Claire Valgurdson. And in case you were wondering, ip, a, co, and heesh are gender-free pronouns that people have suggested could be used in place of the singular they. I'll pin the tweet with the link to Claire's limerick and the runners-up on my Twitter account for a week or so, so you can read them all if you're interested. My Twitter account is just Grammar Girl. Recently, I was listening to an episode of the Planet Money podcast titled Trump vs. Red Tape. And after the hosts had said the phrase red tape for what felt like the 50th time, I started wondering where we get it. Let's cut the red tape. Cut through the bureaucracy. Cut red tape. No red tape. Cut the red tape. Red tape. The never-ending growth of red tape. Why do we call bureaucracy red tape? It turns out it's pretty simple. In the 1500s, Charles V, the King of Spain and the Holy Roman Emperor, started tying red string or ribbons, also known as tape, around administrative documents that were especially important and needed quick attention. It worked well, and the practice quickly spread to other royal courts throughout Europe. You may remember that in the duct tape or duct tape episode, we also talked about strips of cloth being called tape. And you can think of the first example in the Oxford English Dictionary from 1658 as foreshadowing how red tape would come to be something of a problem because it's about a red-taped bundle being lost. 
A little red bundle of papers tied with red tape were lost on Friday last was a seven-night between Worcester House and Lincoln's Inn. Whoever those belonged to was already having his or her project derailed by a problem with red tape, or at least related to a red-taped bundle. Red tape has been used to describe cumbersome bureaucracy since the 1700s, and I particularly like this example from David Copperfield by Charles Dickens from 1850. Britannia, that unfortunate female, is always before me, like a trussed fowl, skewered through and through with office pens and bound hand and foot with red tape. And whether you hate how people make up ridiculous-sounding new words or you love how people creatively shape the language, at least you can know it's been going on for a long time, because the OED also includes an example of the word red tapeified from Longman's Magazine in 1895. I had not exaggerated the red tapeified way in which things were done. Another phrase with the word red that has a relatively straightforward origin is red letter day, which means a grand or special day, as in Aardvark caught four trout down by the lake. It's a red letter day. We use this phrase because special days have been written in red on calendars, going all the way back to the Roman Republic. Later, special days, such as saints' days, were written in red on early Christian calendars. And today, secular holidays are also sometimes printed in red on calendars. It's all about the calendars. Next, a red herring is a type of fallacy in which someone tries to throw you off the scent by providing false clues. Mystery novels are rife with red herrings to keep the true culprit from being so obvious that it spoils the fun. And in more serious arguments, debaters use red herrings to distract an opponent or the audience from the real point at hand. The name comes from the actual fish. When herring is cured, it turns red, and it's quite smelly. Also, wealthier people would eat fresh fish, while poorer people would eat the cured fish. Calling the misdirection a red herring likely comes from fugitives in the 1600s using the smelly cured fish to mask their scent and throw off bloodhounds that were chasing them. And if they didn't distract the dogs with red herrings, would the fugitives have been caught red-handed? Today, you can talk about catching a person doing almost anything red-handed. Squiggly stole the cookies. I caught him red-handed. It means you caught someone in the act of doing the crime, or that the guilt is obvious. But originally, it meant specifically catching a murderer with blood on his hands, which is a very literal sense for red-handed. It's only more recently that it's taken on a more metaphorical meaning. It goes back to Scottish law in the 1400s and the shorter term red hand. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, a clearly guilty criminal was said to have been taken with red hand, and someone who wasn't so obviously guilty could be said to have been taken without red hand. If those Scots were eventually released from jail, they might be tempted to celebrate and paint the town red. The phrase paint the town red means something along the lines of to go out and have a fabulous time, often with the idea of excess. Although nobody seems to be sure, it might go back to the exploits of a man known as the Mad Marquis, officially the Marquis of Waterford, who went on a rampage with a group of buddies in 1837 and doused a town in Leicestershire with red paint. But according to a site I trust called PhraseFinder, 
Paint the Town Red didn't appear in print until about 50 years later in New York. So although the Mad Marquis and his antics make a great story, it's hard to imagine that they're the origin of the phrase. And as an aside, I find it very frustrating that Marquis can also be pronounced Marquis. Both are apparently equally acceptable. The Oxford English Dictionary says that paint used to be British slang that meant to drink, and it specifically alluded to your face turning red when you drink. You'd go paint your face red by drinking. And since painting the town red often involves drinking, there could be a connection. The timing is about right, too, because paint seemed to be used in this way from the mid to late 1800s, and that's when paint the town red appeared. But it also seems like a stretch, since paint was British slang, but paint the town red seemed to come from the United States. Other theories are that it comes from the Wild West, where cowboys would threaten to kill people and essentially paint the town red with their blood. Or that it comes from the idea of people celebrating around bonfires that seemed to paint the sky red. Finally, I think of a rubric as a grading guideline, but it's also a word that comes up whenever you're researching the color red. Rubric comes from the Latin word for red ochre, because originally, in the 1400s, a rubric was a set of instructions for conducting a church service, which was written in red. Later, rubric took on a secular meaning. Headings for laws and book chapters in manuscripts were written in red and called rubrics, and rubric came to mean any set of official rules or instructions. As longtime listeners may remember from the colors episode last year, after black and white, red is the first color that almost all languages gave a name. It's the color of blood, the color of passion, danger, hunger, and more. And it's also the source of many wonderful idioms. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are golden retrievers. Which means Tubi is more popular than using meat-flavored toothpaste. More popular than never figuring out what W-A-L-K spells. More popular than kicking your leg when a human rubs your belly just right. Tubi. It's more popular than golden retrievers. See you in there. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. 
For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today. Next, I have a familect story. Here's Denise. Hi, Mignon. My name is Denise, and I've been a big fan of your podcast and website for years and years. I even have a bookmark on your hands for affect versus effect because I just can't keep them straight. Anyway, my family, Lex, is, I hope, a, a unique word for remote control devices. We've been calling them pokers since they first started being, being included with our television sets. My mom laughed about it and knew it was a goofy word, but she insisted it was the right word for the thing because you poke at it when you hit the buttons. Now, I think this word seemed natural to her because her dad was a carpenter. He was born in 1896 and owned a lumberyard in the little town of Curry, Minnesota. In his work, tools are named for how you interact with them, and you work with a saw by sawing so it can cut wood, and you work with a hammer by hammering nails into the wood, and you work with a poker by poking it so that the TV can get louder or change a channel. So three generations of family have TV pokers and DVD pokers and ceiling fan pokers. Anyway, I hope you found this interesting, and thanks again for a great podcast. Thanks, Denise. If you'd like to share your familect story, the story about a word that your family and only your family uses, you can leave a voicemail at 833-321-4-GIRL. That's 833-321-4-GIRL. And you might hear it on the show. Be sure to tell me the reason your family uses the word, because that's always the best part. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. This show is part of the Quick and Dirty Tips podcast network, and you can find articles that go with each major segment of the show at quickanddirtytips.com. That's all. Thanks for listening. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. True or false? Walmart has eye care. True. Stop by Walmart to save and browse top designer frames right where you already shop. And they accept most insurance. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart.